listeners, welcome to episode 11 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, with me, Bong Legacy. Hey, yo. It's been a pretty weird week, to say the least, uh, in both the NBA and in real life. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it, but all right, we'll, we'll start off with this. Okay, so this week, well, actually last week, I meant to actually put this into last week's episode. Last week, I, was, I wanted to talk about how uh, Jason Quick uh, interviewed Zach Collin. Jason Quick is the uh, beat reporter for The Athletic for the Portland Trailblazers. He talked to Zach Collins of the Portland Trailblazers, and the gist of it was um, Zach Collins talked to Jason Quick about how they the port the Trailblazers just talked to Adam Silver, and Adam Silver basically kind of gave him the idea that you know the Portland Trailblazers are going to play games uh, to finish the season. Now, if they're going to play some games to finish the season. That says to me that the Kings are also going to play some games, and probably the Pelicans too, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm hoping so, because we're, like you said, pretty much all in the same seed. Yeah, we're basically tied. I actually thought we had, we were two games uh, two games to one on Portland, but I totally forgot they waxed us uh, in one of those games in Portland. I thought we were three, two, one against them, but no, we are two, two. So I don't know how that's going to work in case of a tie. I well, think well, it's by division record, right? Oh man, yeah, that's going to be. I don't even want to get into that. Yeah, I remember Miami. I forgot what year, but that was a confusing time. I want to say 2016. It was the year that it was the year that uh the the Warriors went uh 73 and nine because I remember it was a big deal when they beat them. Dion hit that game winner. Hmm. Proceeded to get fat. So um okay so uh on t- so that was last week but this week uh as reported by Sam Amick and Sham Sharania, uh, Orlando's Disney World is now the basically the front runner to host the uh, the rest of the NBA season, basically. They still haven't decided if they're going to play regular season games. They're, uh, we're definitely getting a playoffs. And one of the reasons why it's been picked is because uh, Disney is a owns one of the media companies that uh, is partnered with the NBA. Uh, I don't know which one. I don't know if it's ESPN or TNT, but... Yeah, I um, think it's ESPN. ESPN. Okay, so that's one of the reasons, and also they have the infrastructures to kind of support it. And right now, they're basically trying to figure out like what they're gonna do when someone tests positive, because currently they're not even gonna figure out, I guess, how to make it so no one tests positive. That is not exactly an achievable goal, from my understanding. They they expect someone is going to test positive, and how they're going to deal with it, and they're basically want to uh, draw out a plan to, to make make it so they don't have to reshut the season down in case someone tests positive. Yeah, there's there's a lot of factors when it comes into playing at Disney World, like. Let's see how many how many teams do you think would uh, be able to participate, especially for like us since we're so close to the A seed. I mean, let's see how many teams are even out of the uh, playoff race at the moment. 
So in the well, you know, you have your, you know, the lottery teams. I did not look at the standings uh, before coming here, but it's basically <laughs> going to be on the West. It's going to be the three teams I mentioned: the Pelicans, Blazers, and and the Kings. Mm-hmm. And on the East, I'm pretty sure the Washington's about four games behind. And I don't really know the rest of the East. I think it's a pretty big dip after that. So I don't know how that's going to work. And, you know, in the interest of fairness, I imagine the what the Wizards are going to play a few more games just because, you know, that they're kind of, I mean, I guess they're kind of close, if you want to say that. Yeah. I mean, they're, half a, they're half a game behind, you know, us, basically. So well, their record, no, but like they're four games out of the playoffs. And, you know, it's it's doable. And like we're three and a half, so I like we're it's basically it, you know just to spice things up, I think, and in the interest of fairness too. Yeah, I think for all fairness, I think the whole league should play in a way. In- no, no, because that's good. Like, why do the war? Why would the Warriors want to play? For example, it, I feel like it just uh, to get that. You know, feeling back. It's been like how how many months now? Well, how that that's weeks? the thing. Well, that's the thing. You would like they could get their feeling back some other ways, like workouts or whatever, like with the team, as opposed to actually pl- like risking a lot more by playing. You know, at Disney World, like mm-hmm. you, someone might test positive, you know, someone might get injured. It's, it's. I don't think it's really worth it for the lottery teams to do it, and that's too many games. We're just not. That's not going to be doable. Yeah, we're we're gonna have to see because whenever if if they ever do this, I mean, a lot more people will be coming out of injuries as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I imagine I imagine Nurkic will be back for uh Portland, and Zach Collins actually he he's coming back from dislocated shoulder. You know, Marvin Bagley on our side. Uh, John Wall has said he is not coming back for the Wizards. Dear gosh, you know Zion is going to be healthy, although he is going to be, well, they're going to get in condition, but he's going to be fat. (laughs) So you know, like I just, I'm, I'm kind of scared that he is going to get injured at some point. Zion, Zion, man, um, yeah. How's KD now? Uh, KD, ooh, KD, KD, I think has said he's not coming back. Although I would like to see that. I yeah. just want to see the one v eight with uh with or one first seed versus eighth seed. I think they were the eighth seed um, when play stopped. So it would be the Brooklyn Nets with KD against the Bucks, and I mm-hmm. think that has a chance to upset for an upset. Yeah, we'll have to see. All of this is coming into place. Yeah, we shall see how this works out. Well, what are your thoughts overall on restarting and? Just like I guess, what 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 day? What 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 tentative date would you put? I put August as my date to tentatively start. Let's see. Here here in California, a lot of people are predicting late July, I believe. So the main well, the main thing is that you know you have to do a training camp to get the players back in shape. Yeah, that's uh, a six week. I think that's like a six week process at least. So. Yeah, with getting things ready. Oh man. I mean, I'm 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 just happy to have some more basketball in my life. I've actually like kind of missed basketball. You know, there's only yeah. so much you can do watching old games. Yeah, I got. I, I would say August as well. It, 
funny thing is I saw a Reddit post about how uh was what is it how the Kings aren't used to playing basketball this like during the summer because we never make it to the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I wasn't a fan when they made it to the playoffs, which was, what, 06. And, you know, like, it is the, it, I think it is the longest drought at this point, right? If we don't make it? Uh, I, I'd say so. I mean, it does, I don't really worry too much about that, just because it's not like the Suns have been that much better th- this decade than us. I mean, they made the playoffs, I think, once. Although they did get robbed, I think, in 2014? Yeah, 2014, but... Like, I mean, like, you know, it's not like we're shittier than the Suns, I don't think, anymore. Hmm. Like, I don't think the owner is, you know, our, like, Vivek is better than Sarver, so. Yeah. <laughs> my my thoughts, but, you know, that's just my thing, my thoughts about it. It would be, it'd be great. I think I'd just like to see the Kings get a chance to do it. You know, we were playing really well towards the end. I know we lost to Toronto, but that was a tough game, and. You know, that's the defending champs right there. And mm-hmm. uh, the hope is that we keep, you know, we keep that momentum going. But, hey, maybe we fall flat on our face. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. We'll have to all see. And, and hey, you know, like, you know, watching the doc, MJ injured his foot, uh, came and he and he came back and scored 60 on Celtics. Maybe uh, Marvin, Marvin comes back from his foot injury. Score sixty on the Lakers. Maybe, maybe. And speaking of MJ, let's move on, shall we? I like the transition game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so me and Owen watched episode nine and ten of The Last Dance, and uh, I guess let's go ahead and talk about it. Starting with episode nine, we're trying not to talk too much about The Last Dance since. Most of the information is already out there, and I'm pretty sure most of you have already watched it. But here are some of our thoughts on kind of the, the last key, dance. Kind of like the key points, because I noticed that we uh, we definitely got went a little ranty covering, trying to cover everything, but there's too much to cover. So we'll yeah. just cover the what we thought were the most interesting. Yeah, we're supposed to be a Kings podcast, not a NBA podcast. But first part, um, we see a game. Was it Eastern Conference uh, Finals with uh, Pacers and Bulls in '97? '98. '98. Sorry. Uh, let's see. Our first bullet point for our notes is Game Four. What do you think? Do you think uh, M- or that push on uh, Reggie Miller on MJ was a was a foul? Um, and the, I mean, like, yeah, I, I don't mind it as much. Yeah, definitely, that's a push off. And yeah. you know it. You know, like Reggie's like sticks and bones. Ain't no way he moving like, <laughs> without like straight up shoving him. But, hey, give him all the credit in the world for hitting a really tough shot. And yeah, you know, and yeah, Pretty that's much. '90s basketball, baby. I guess that's why that's what a lot of people want back. Yeah, tough basketball. Reggie hits that three, and let's just say the Pacers are already celebrating. And cut to Bird, he's not really amused because he knows that MJ could pretty much seal the game again. Yeah, I I've, I wrote my notes just cold-blooded, just completely locked in, and that is why I absolutely love Larry Bird. 
Yeah, he he knows. He knows MJ could make those shots. And uh, it's not even that. It's just like it's just like that doesn't impress me. That's one of the, <laughs> that's the biggest shot in Pacers history. That doesn't impress me. I've done that <laughs> shit all the damn time. Fuck you got on me, Richie type thing. Yeah, pretty much next play, Bulls give it to MJ. Uh, Pacers pretty much make him double clutch, and Reggie Miller himself was like, it was what millimeters from making in and pretty much sealing that game. Can you imagine MJ just sealing that game in front of Pacers? Oh, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be glorious. I, one of again, one of my favorite moments, my favorite kinds of moments in in NBA basketball is when the home crowd is so hyped up. And the other team just hits a game winner, like at the end, and you hear like the gasp, <laughs> the air getting sucked out of the fans' uh, fans' mouths, and it's just it's glorious. It didn't happen here, unfortunately. It, it bare it he, well MJ tries to kind of bank it in from three, and it barely misses. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about barely. I I feel like we had some of those moments here in SAC. I don't, I don't know why. I I just had that feeling. I can't name some off the top of my head. But I mean, the the game we went to, uh, Phoenix, like Barnes had an open three that just kind of clanked and um against the Suns. Remember? Uh, yeah, I do remember. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, sometimes it happens. It's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, moving on. Uh, MJ uh, commented that Indiana was one of the hardest teams to compete against in the East outside of Detroit. Now. Out of all the other East teams, is you think that's a true statement? That's hard to say. I think like they, I thought they said like the Knicks. It was like between them and the Knicks, and probably Detroit is probably the hardest because they actually beat the Bulls. Mm-hmm. And like they, I mean, like they were very close. Like Game Seven was very close, and like you know, Reggie says like, oh, they it was the jump ball that uh. That basically switched the momentum. But like, it, like had they won that jump ball, uh, they probably win the game. But like, I mean, you think about it. That's six. They got six minutes to go, mm-hmm. and they had six minutes to go. Like, I don't know if they won that jump ball. It matters at all. But like, but at the same time, like a game that close, like you know, any kind of like momentum swing, it can like completely change the game. And that probably is what made it that hard. I guess the, the it makes me reminisce about the Rockets and the Warriors series because, like, it's just that those games were so close. Even though, like, sometimes the score might doesn't not seem that way, but like, like literally one or two plays, like, it could kind of go one or the other way. And that's I kind of got the, that feel just kind of watching the doc. Mm-hmm. I, I I say I still say Detroit is probably their toughest just because they beat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I gotta say so myself too. I mean, Indiana, I, pretty stat team. I gotta say. Eh, I don't. I don't know. J- Jalen Rose seems to think he's a lot better than he actually oh. was. I'm just gonna say that. So. Okay, maybe, maybe. Not. Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson. I don't know. I've heard stories of him being pretty good, but again, just another guy who's on TV who probably like props up like him being better than he actually was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great commentator though. But mm-hmm. oh yeah, let's see. Moving on. Uh, let's see. You wrote this bullet point. 
uh, there were rumors that John Stockton wasn't going to be in the documentary. Yes, so apparently, like, the rumor I heard was that, well, yeah, what I read was that John Stockton didn't want to be part of a Michael Jordan puff piece. And I think this is really the only appearance he makes in the doc, right? Um, he makes just a few, like, segments, but not, like, complete storyline type segments. Well, yeah, if you notice, Carl Malone is not in this doc. So. Yeah, so... Uh... I imagine it's hard for him to do to watch it just because, I mean, two years in a row to lose the way they did. Mm-hmm. Both kind of involving him in a, uh, in some way, unfortunately. So, all right. Next bullet point we have uh, Brian Russell uh, talking crap to MJ. I kind of forgot what he said, but it, it was something along the line. I think he his first year was like ninety five or 94. oh, that's right. And apparently he went up to MJ. Apparently MJ was like just visiting, I think a practice or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian basically said, "Man, why man, why you quit? Why you quit basketball? Like you know I could lock you down." <laughs> and boy, I I imagine Michael Jordan turned red <laughs> or something like that and said, <laughs> "I got to come back. To, I got to come back to basketball." I and just show these cats. And like, <laughs> I saw a meme. I saw a meme on uh, Twitter that basically said, you know, like, random fans says, uh, "Hey MJ, I hope you have a great game." And then, and then MJ says, "I'll remember, I, I'll remember that eight years from now." <laughs> eight years. Just use it as motivation. And you know, again, the theme of the sh- the theme of this documentary: do not ever talk shit to MJ. It never goes well. Let's see, game five. The food poisoning game. So it's always been called the flu game, but apparently, according to Jordan, he ordered a pizza and it was basically very shady. And he believes the Utah people who delivered him the pizza poisoned it. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of weird. Like, so, like, the security guards who delivered it are like, oh, I felt something was off. Then why didn't you fucking tell them? <laughs> why'd you still feed it why'd you still give it to him yeah well, gets... I was wondering is that really the only food place you could have chosen and if you see five guys come up for one pizza come on yeah I don't know if I buy it to be honest I'll just stick with the flu game like, whatever whatever the hell he had yeah if you if you saw five guys come up you you know something's up I, well, like, you know, maybe, like, he brushed it off as, like, oh, they're just guys who want autographs, maybe, but... I mean, Utah people are pretty ruthless. This is what... racist. <laughs> yeah. was, this is also 98 as well, right? Oh, uh, this is 97. Man. You know, this... They mix in the games, and honestly, if I didn't, like... If I just wasn't, like, so... I guess, knowledgeable about the subjects already, like, it'd be pretty hard to follow. Yeah. Oh, man. Let's see. Moving on. So, you know, we're not going to talk about the entire series. This entire series is a whole other adventure all on its own. Yeah. We'll start with the Game 5, the flu game, or the food poisoning game, according to Michael Jordan. So, you know, Michael Jordan kind of plays pretty bad for the most part, and, you know, he's, you know, he's not feeling well. But he does get going, and I never knew this, but basically, the shot before, 
there's the iconic shot of you know scotty pippen holding him while he goes to the bench holding michael jordan while he goes to the bench and right before that the play is that um scotty pippen posts up uh jeff hordasek brian russell doubles off of michael jordan i could not believe my eyes I, I did not know this was the play. Jordan proceeds to hit the open three, but and while Stockton rotates over to contest, but honestly, like th- that was a that was a death sentence as soon as Brian Russell doubled because Steve Kerr because Stockton rotates over, Steve Kerr is open, and I imagine if you know someone rotates to Steve Kerr, um, which would probably be Karl Malone, Tony Kukoc would be open. So like that was just a death sentence. I. I know Scottie Pippen had been kind of killing uh, Jeff Hornacek during that series because he's just too big for Jeff Hornacek. I, you take your chances. I, this is me, uh, you know, revisionist history, but like, you gotta take your chances. Why in the hell would you double off of the best player of all time? And also, he- and also help off of one of the best shooters of all time and Steve Kerr as well. <laughs> so like, yeah, I, I, I named it the cap off of the choke job. On the other side of the flu game. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. I don't even know what to say. (laughs) I just like, I mean, the man had the flu. You had your chance to win this game. Mm -hmm. We're tied, and yeah, you 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 double off of all people, Michael Jordan. I could not believe it. I I get it. Defensive rules were kind of different. You can't really zone up the. You can't really play zone. But during the series, uh, the Bulls played quite a bit of zone. So, like, just do it and just hope the refs don't catch you. <laughs> Let's see. Next point is the Robert Parrish story. You're going to have to explain that as well. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, actually, actually, before that. Oh, so in game six, uh, so there's a shot of... So this is the Steve Kerr shot game. And uh-huh. right before that play, you know, like, Utah has ball. And Stockton gets Shannon Anderson on basically an open left-handed layup. Now you wouldn't know you wouldn't know that from watching the doc because they cut that part out. And the reason why they cut it out is because because right before the shot they go to, which is Rodman grabbing the rebound and calling timeout, which sets up the Steve Kerr play, they yeah. cut up the part where basically Scotty Pippen tries to block Shannon Anderson. Kind of instinctively just grabs the rim, moves the basket slightly, and Shandon Anderson proceeds to miss a left-handed layup. But by the letter of the law, and it probably did affect the shot a little bit, it is a goaltend. So had the, had the refs called the called that goaltend, the Jazz would have been up. Th- you know, Lord knows what happens after that. But like, it's I thought it was just funny how they. <laughs> they cut that play completely out and literally showed the like a millisecond after that happened with Robin <laughs> grabbing the rebound. I thought that was really funny. The Robert Parrish story. So you, you, we've seen examples of Michael Jordan's, you know, very aggressive style leadership of insulting his teammates and, you know, threatening to kind of whoop their ass a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently he tried to do that at Parrish and Parrish just said, you're not you're not being my ass. Because, you know, Robert Parrish is 7-2 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to try beating my ass? And, you know, Robert Parrish is 42 at this point. He's got that grow man streak. He, he ain't having that shit. He ain't having none of that shit. I thought that was really funny. Sorry, 42 at that time? 
He finished his career, I think, in 96. And he was old. Like, he's one of the, like, the oldest players of all time that ever played on the court. Yeah. Man, time, time flies during those times. Yeah, and I did not know he was on the Bulls. It was just one of those random things I ran into. I, I totally forgot about that, too. Let's see. I guess with the end of that, we'll move on to episode 10. Yeah. <laughs> you want to explain Game Free? Because this is game not, free, yeah. there needs to be a documentary because I can't explain it and I don't want to watch the full game because, like, it's just. So the final score was 96 to 54. Now, Bulls, Bulls win that one, of course, but what the hell happened to the Jazz? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> 96 to 54. You know, after this, I'm gonna look up the stats and see what's wrong because this this is surreal. And I've watched the in 98 uh the 98 championship uh documentary. They actually come out with these every every year, like uh-huh. detailing whoever won the championship. They don't talk about this game that much either. They just talk. It's the same thing. They just say, oh, 96 to 54. Like, explain, please. Like, yeah, that's that's almost double of what Utah scored. Yeah, like, and uh, I don't know. It feels like another dimension type thing. I I want a documentary just on that game. Yeah, every bull scored at least a point. Yeah, every so bowl. that's that's embarrassing. <laughs> that's I mean, I made the joke like, did they get the flu this year in game in game three? Like. Maybe the Chicago style pizza ain't their thing, but oh yeah, you 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 could even hear Sloan from the post game interviews like, is this the finals? Nine six and fifty. This, this is the score. Kind of want him to come back, but you know I think he's a bit older now, so yeah. I don't think it'll uh, happen. Oh uh, shoot, who who said? I think the mailman recently said that he's not doing so well, as in like today. I meant uh, Jerry Sloan. Yeah, probably not. He is old. Like, yeah, like, I haven't I haven't read uh, much about what happened to him, but yeah, if the mailman says something's wrong with him, then yeah, there must have been something wrong with him. Uh, so next note is uh, so Dennis Rodman during I believe in between game three and game four, uh, they had a practice that he decided to skip out on to go to WCW to go wrestle with Hulk Hogan. Now I did not. I don't watch WCW. I'm not just. I. I honestly I can't really explain it, but I. I don't really like it. Something about the presentation. I don't love it. And you know I don't. I'm not a fan of the. I'm not a fan of the Hulkster. So, not much favoritism. There's not going to be much positive coming out of this from me. Um, but Robin did apparently earn over two hundred thousand for that one appearance. And for just one a, appearance, huh? For that appearance, that specific appearance, because because well, this because apparently he was fined twenty thousand dollars, and if you go to Wikipedia, it says that you know that wasn't even ten percent of his uh of what he earned from the event. So using my pre-cal math skills, I was able to reverse it and calculate that yes, he earned about two hundred k. Okay. That's why that's why you take pre-cal. Uh, yeah. Uh, so for a company that was hemorrhaging money at the time, like, well, they did earn a profit, I think, that year. But they were famous for just losing so much money for so long. Eric Bischoff really kind of bankrupted them in a way. 
because I doubt I doubt like Hulk Hogan and like uh, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall were exactly like humble about what they did they thought they deserved they earned. So uh, overall, I think it was a very I think he hit someone with a steel chair. Ramen hit someone with a steel chair. I don't remember. Yeah, he did. And you know he comes back and uh, apparently is is still was still really good. You know. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's still dead as Ronman. No practice, no needed. Like, I'm not trying to like. I'm not trying to like. You know, simplify what he does, but like what he does. You know, defense, defense, and rebounding. I guess is things that is that you don't need to practice too much to do. Mm-hmm. He did. He was truly one of the best at doing that. Just playing yeah. defense and grabbing rebounds. He was like really programmed, just wired to just doing just that. And you know, like all the credit to the world to Phil Jackson for understanding or letting him go, like just like letting him kind of loosen up, go do what he wants. He understands that you know that like I guess practicing like in the finals, like what are you really going to practice for? And like it doesn't really help Rodman all that much. And you know, like he's a guy that just needs a mental break, and you know, all the all the credits of the world for Phil Jackson for understanding that concept and ha- managing kind of you know the craziness that is Rodman. So, mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, you know, him and the Bulls team still kind of beat him up for it. <laughs> yeah, with some boffers. Yeah. If you guys don't know what boffers are, it's just like foam weapons. Yeah. So you know, yeah, no. they really they really beat him up. I'm guessing, uh, yeah, he, Matt, he, you know, he miraculously recovered the next game to play, and he did play very well. So. I'm pretty sure Robin would love to be being up white by them. Yeah, but I, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know where, I don't know where to go from there. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, a, but Carmelo and uh, Dennis Robin would wrestle in July of that year, and what I've read is a pretty horrible match. So. Um, yeah, if you guys want to watch that, that's up to you. I'm I have self-respect, so I'm not gonna watch it. I respect the wrestling game. So, um, next note I have here, uh, Rod the Rodman shrug. So in game six, he kind of just hits a pretty random shot from like 20 feet, and he basically does the MJ shrug. So, you know, you know MJ shrugged after six threes. Rodman shrugged after hitting a shot. That is the difference between the two of them, in a way. Hmm. But, you know, he's not a scorer, but, like, it's just, yeah. That, that's what he did. Yeah. Was this also the game where Rodman uh, kind of trips uh, uh, Carl Malone? Yes. Game six? six? Yes. Yeah, it was. was... I, I love it. I love how they just shrugged that shit off, by the way. Like, yeah. They just, they just said, you know what, just part of the game. We're just big physical men. And I do not believe it was a there was a technical foul on that. It was a double foul. Yeah, you, you I know, would like to go back to that. To be honest, you know, every I I seen that clip a lot of times where Ronman trips up uh, Carl Malone, but I'd never seen the outcome. And I didn't expect the outcome to be oh, you know, it's just, it happens, you know. But that's the thing, like that. That's where I feel we could actually go back to the old times, because like this shit. I mean this. Like this wasn't true. I mean, it was a little dirty from Rodman actually, but like it it didn't hurt anybody. The players don't really care all that much. This will be a flagrant in today's game, or at least a technical. Mm-hmm. Oh so yeah, I, for sure. I'm just kind of like 
I'm very a about it, but like this is kind of where I wish they kind of go back to the to like what it used to be. Like let people talk shit. Like in like some of the some of the stuff Michael Jordan did, he would be ejected so quick. Like the way he gets in the ref's face, ref's face, and talks shit to people. That's that's a technical. That's a that's a fine and a technical foul each time. Yeah, I wonder how many technicals he would have gone in the whole season if uh, refs in today's game were uh, there in his game or you know the games back then. Yeah, he would get up into the ref's face, like he get up, he get with a finger in their face and everything. And yeah, you would think he would get less or more than Boogie would have ever gotten. I think. I don't know. I don't think more than Boogie because Boogie is in a is kind of in a special category on his own because he just loses his shit. I think a little too much, <laughs> and you know the losing really didn't help. So I don't know. Like I think a lot of Boogie's thing w- was the frustration with losing and all like the off court stuff as well with the coach. And so here, so you have a note here that said uh, game six. Uh, so Pippen d- jammed his uh, basically injured his back on a dunk on the first play of the game he still he kind of stays in there he tries to do what he can but he overall he wasn't great this game yeah i mean for jamming his back i thought he he played pretty okay yeah he played okay like he did he did what he needed to do but it did take 45 points from michael jordan for them to win that's true and so that's there were they were on their last legs like in this game mm-hmm and of course, the uh, the internal question on the final play, um, <clears throat> MJ steals the ball from Karl Malone, dribbles up. No, there is no dribbles up start and basically isos on Brian Russell, and you know he ends up crossing Brian Russell, but in but you can see him kind of put his hand on Brian Russell's ass for for a little bit, and it looks like he pushes off for the final shot which, you know, is one of the most iconic shots, and it wins the game and the championship and ends the Bulls' dynasty, basically. Mm-hmm. Now, did he push off on that final shot? No, no. No, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah, like, I've seen so many angles. Like, from a lot of angles, it did look like he pushed off, but from, like, I think it was from, like, one of one of the angles that they showed, you can kind of see, like, you know, of course, MJ does put his hand on Brian Russell's ass, but like it doesn't it like the way that he puts it puts his hand there it it does not look like he's pushing sideways he's clearly pushing down mm-hmm. and you can see like he doesn't really leave like a, like any kind of mark, not a mark but like you can see like it he, his hand doesn't go into his ass um if, if you will like, it doesn't really make a mark on on his shorts, so like you could that that to me shows that he wasn't like pushing, like p- applying force to his ass, mm-hmm. kind of shove him. So and like you can see on like on like literally a second later, the hand goes down. So like that's yeah. where the, that's where he was pushing, go pushing down. Yeah, you could also say that Brian Russell was also kind of you know weaning away. It looks like a push, but he's already, you know, going towards that direction anyway. Yeah, like as Chris Move would say, he got him leaning. (laughs) He got him leaning. MJ hits the shot, and Stockton proceeds to miss the uh, three on the next play, and they win the championship, and the Bulls dynasty is over. You know, 
no, I don't think many people would remember that. Oh, what was it so-called push off? Don't you think? I mean, I, I, it was on Watch Mojo's like top ten biggest sports controversies. I don't know. Uh, mm. One of my one of my friends, uh, one of our well, one of our friends, he he doesn't even watch basketball, and he said, and he said that's one of the big. Isn't that one of the biggest uh, controversies of all time? I guess it's a much bigger deal than we acknowledge, but it it was a thing. And you know, Isaiah Thomas being the hating ass, hating ass uh, rival that he is was basically just straight up said it on the broadcast that he pushed off. So that may have do- that may have done a lot to a lot of salty uh, fans at the time, and that's just kind of like how they remember it. Oh, I see. I mean, to a lot of Bulls fans, you know, that's the last shot Michael ever took as a Bull. Yeah, ever. and isn't that just the perfect picture book ending? Yeah. Like, just so, <laughs> I, and like the way he holds his follow through for like an extra second, I thought was just so cool. So, of course, the, the Bulls um, basically blow it up this offseason. Um, Michael Jordan retires, Scottie Pippen gets traded, Kerr is traded to the Spurs, Rodman is, I think, just. No, Rodman is waived, I think. Yeah, he was and, waived. <laughs> yeah, he was waived. And, you know, I think Kukoc is one of the only ones that is still on the team. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I think I think this is the perfect ending. I thought, like, just going out on top the way they did, it really adds to the legend of, of the Michael Jordan Bulls. And I, this is the perfect storybook ending. Now, Michael specul- asked the question, do they win another one? In 1999, go 4P. Had they bring pot, they brought everyone back. Now, Scotty Pippen is an exception, but let's just say he does come back for whatever reason. I see. Michael says himself, yes, that's if, you know, everyone comes back, including Phil, I, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, after much thinking, I, I gotta say it's kind of 50 50. It's more like they can and might get close, but it's it's hard to say yeah i don't they'll they'll get close i'd say yeah it'd be a good uh it'd be another good run but after that uh, i think they should yeah just move on yeah i mean it's just again i think it's a perfect storybook ending i would not have actually wanted them to come back looking back mm-hmm. i i don't think they win the next year because next year i think they blow through the east i think they get to the finals but I don't think mm-hmm. they beat uh, Nate, uh, David Robinson. There we go. David Robinson <laughs> and uh, Tim Duncan. Because the way that the way that Robin kind of falls off a cliff this year. Now, of course, he you you can make the argument that you know you know he wasn't motivated, but I think he was washed. And Pippen kind of falls off a cliff a little bit too. Uh, the next year, he isn't as effective because of it because of the back injury he sustained in this in this game. Mm-hmm. Or th- this entire this entire season, and he wasn't ever the same. And of course, Michael Jordan is another year older. I just don't. I still think he'd be amazing, but I don't think he'd carry them to the title the way he did this year. Mm-hmm. So that would be my verdict. I just think that six and zero just sounds way better than six and one. Oh, I see. Yeah, like it, it really adds to the mythology of Michael Jordan. Just that six and zero record. Like of course, Bill Russell has eleven. I think two. I think eleven rings and two losses in the finals. And 
think one of the reasons it, that we don't really put him over Jordan is because of the six. Yeah, it's times... the one that was never truly conquered. Yeah, I mean, times are different. Jordan was playing in a much more, I would say, physical and I guess you could say more in-depth kind of game. I have mixed feelings about the eras. Like, yeah, but it's just, again, the mythology of the 6-0, and I think. just it, it really just put, that's kind of why I don't think LeBron ever catches them, just because of the 6-0. and mm-hmm. It's not just six rings versus three or four rings. Or if they win this year's championship, th- three and three quarters. But like it's the, the, it, just because LeBron has lost so many times in the finals. And of course, the circumstances. But again, the undefeated, the never conquered theology of Jordan, I think, just is so much better. And, you know, like they ended on a high note. And, you know, like you, you don't get to see the kingdom fall, mm-hmm. which I th- would think is what would happen next year. <laughs> Yeah, with uh, all those trades and waves and whatnot. <sighs> and that is a volatile, like, you know, like, uh, front office. It's a volatile, like, so much tension between them and the front office. Yeah. Lord knows, if, like, how that ha- is handled. Crazy. Pretty much their whole starting lineup was gone within a year. Oh, well, almost all of their starting lineup. Yeah. And, like, the coach is gone. Like, the only ones left is co-coach. And I think I think Luke Longley? Maybe, but, but you know, all, all the main ones are definitely out. Yeah. So, yep, that's kind of the final verdict. I think they, they went out on top, and that's... And to, to end with that shot, perfect. And that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move on to some miscellaneous topics. You know, th- this definitely did get me thinking, like, you know, if Kings were to ever do a last dance, of course, we don't really have the history probably to do a 10 to or like something that's that interesting to do a 10 part documentary to generate interest. The only one I can really think of is the the season that we were about to move to Seattle because we were very close. Yeah, we were very close. Yeah, I went for Vivek, uh, Kevin Johnson, our mayor at the time. We were so close. I remember my friend telling my coworker telling me like he, he was at that game, the final game, and people were crying because it was probably the last game ever in Sacramento. That was not the case. So I'm very grateful for that. Oh yeah. Are we talking about the last game of um Arco? Yes, Arco. No, not in Gold Golden One hadn't been built yet. Man, I, I remember people were buying out tickets d- during those times. I've, I've huh? not heard good things about Arco since. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. Like, we we've been to a few, or I remember going to two, and both times you 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 invited me. So yeah, I, the the last Arco game I went to was eh, wasn't too great. <laughs> yeah, but both times, uh, well, no, actually, no. One time, the I think we went one time. And we beat the Knicks, and then the other time we lost the. Yeah, and that was without Wade. Yeah, I mean, it is what we had. Seth Curry, remember? Seth Curry was on this team at one point. Yeah. Why didn't we? Re- why didn't we resign him? And Rondo. Rondo. Yeah, he's not good anymore. So yeah. Yeah, remember I'm, I'm those a, guys? You know, I actually loved Rondo at that point too. It's just like I've kind of soured on him a little bit just because of the personality stuff. Uh-huh. Like it's just, you know. You know, I really, I was really considering buying his jersey, but you know, he only stayed for one year. 
<laughs> I mean, it's I, I felt like it was expected. Apparently, uh, I think after about the trade deadline or so, apparently players were really pissed that uh, George Carl was not was not fired. Was not fired. Was not fired. They hated him. Like you know, you, you'll hear the reports of Boogie like not liking him, but no, it was the entire team. They, guys, kind of a, like what I've heard is kind of a snake. But yeah, we're not gonna we're not yeah. gonna crap on George Carl too much. Um, yeah, I mean, he made his money. He had his chances. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Uh, so this is me kind of going through some forums. I think this was when I was scrolling through the Athletic and some. Uh, and in an article, after reading an article, I scroll into the comments. Uh, so someone, so basically, someone said that they're very disappointed that they didn't draft Andre or Kings didn't draft Andre Drummond. What's your take on that? <sighs> so before the podcast, me and Owen were talking about this, and of course, the, was it the draft after ours was? Of course, Portland's pick, which is Damian Willard. I thought there were a few picks behind us. Was it? Yeah, shoot. I don't remember the exact details. He yeah. was like pick seventh, if I remember right. Uh, I forget. But anyways, um, I said that if somehow Damian Willard wasn't in the equation and we had to choose between Andre Drummond and Thomas Robinson, now... I don't even remember much about Thomas Robinson when he was a king. But yeah, if I had to choose and look back, I probably would have chosen Andre. That's without I mean, yeah. Dame, by the way, without Dame in the equation. Yeah. Okay, so you were right. Uh, you were right. Uh, Dame Miller was a sixth pick. I'm sorry. Uh, seventh pick was uh, actually Harrison Barnes. He went to the Warriors. Hmm. So. Wouldn't have mind drafting him him either, but you know, just yeah. Again, like I, I don't really care that we missed out on Drummond. Just seeing, I just like from just what I've seen. Of course, I don't watch Detroit games, so I really don't know how good he is. But he's definitely a guy I don't really care for, and I don't think affects the game all that much. And yeah. I'm okay with missing out on. Him. Yeah, and during this time, we already had big men like Boogie. And, um, uh, well, he uh, he apparently I think he wanted to play the four. Oh, one no. of my one of my one of my least favorite things about big men nowadays who don't want to play the five. And I get it; it is it is more physical. It's probably more grueling on the body, a lot of banging and stuff like that. But <laughs> still, ah, play the five. I mean, he, he 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 was well built for that position too. Yeah, it's it's kind of bottles my mind. He didn't want to play the five. Of course, the physicality and probably injury, probably like you're more likely to get injured if you're not yeah. physical. But mm-hmm. like, just I mean, like, yeah, you, bro, you're a five, <laughs> and you're pretty, you're pretty good. You're pretty good five. You were pretty good five before you got injured. So, who was our five during that time? I remember we dropped. No, I I no, uh, Boogie was the five because Jason Thompson was the four. Oh my gosh! No, not Jason Tom. No, Carl was no Carl Landry was on the Warriors. Never mind. I was gonna say Carl Landry. But... Didn't we also uh, draft? Uh... Oh my gosh! We who, who was the center that went to the Heat? 
Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, Hassan Whiteside, but we decided not to put him in the starting lineup. That's another guy, actually, I have no problem missing out on, actually. Oh, really? He is a player, if you j- like, the stats look great. Like, he's probably, like, shooting, like, 60-some percent from the field. He's got dunks, he's got rebounds, he's got blocks. But they're in ways, he is one of, like, the worst players. Like, he's very lazy. Uh-huh. Okay? Like, he, like, you'll see, like, oh, he has four blocks. But the reason why is because no one is afraid to drive on him. Or everyone is, a, no one is afraid to drive against him. <laughs> and basically, they just keep attacking the rim. And the four blocks, that that's nice. But chances are, he probably gave up 10 drives. Oh. I mean, he blocked, like, four of those, which is nice. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, you shouldn't give up so many drives. I see. And then you have a scoring where it's just lazy. It's very lazy. Like he just stands in the paint, doesn't doesn't really set screens all that well. And it's just and like you 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 read into the stories about like what he is like as a person. I don't want to deal with that shit. <laughs> Analytics. Mm. Yeah. He's kind of one of those guys if you watch the games, you'll kind of see why he's not all that well regarded. Like there's a reason why Portland fans don't want him back. So. I see. Why the Heat wanted to trade him so desperately? Under where he'll end up? Um, I don't know. I hope he doesn't end up here. Like, if we're gonna sign him, why just why not just sign Len? It'd be, it'd be interesting. I hear like I heard someone say he might get like seven million. Like from who? Who? Please don't let it be the Kings. Like, please. I, I mean, we don't have cap space, so it doesn't really matter. But please don't let it be us. It'll be someone. I just don't know who. Someone yeah. dumb. He needs a center. I, I, maybe the Warriors, but like it'd be on a minimum. I think he's a minimum guy. He's not going to like that. Hey, he ain't got a choice. <laughs> Do you want to play? <laughs> yeah, okay, moving on. Uh, so, so I did actually follow your advice this time around. I did watch Game of Zones. And I did watch all oh. three episodes. Or is it three or four episodes? I think it was I mean, there's there's multiple seasons, but three. Well, of season seven. Season yeah, seven. four. Yeah. So, I mean, I liked it. It had a, some pretty funny. Uh, like it's very insider heavy. I like I, I like it. Uh, and I guess the internal question is: Paul Pierce the goat? Not LeBron James. Not Michael Jordan. But the truth. The truth. He is the goat. It's it's actually kind of sad, actually. Like it, you know, his media career has kind of ruined what otherwise was a very good career. He was a really good player, like mm-hmm. in his prime, and like I love the '08 Celtics, you know. And it's and it's unfortunate now he's just kind of seen as a laughing stock a little bit for some of his horrific takes. Only bested by other by the other Celtic, uh, Kendrick Perkins, who somehow has worse takes. Uh, too bad. Uh, I, I mean, I never heard of any of his takes, but I've heard the stories of his takes. <laughs> he just he just had a take that basically said LeBron never built up a city the way that um, I think Michael Jordan did, or something like that, which is. Fucking bullshit. Like, there's only one reason why we know the Cavs exist. So, mm-hmm. no 
only reason, there's only one reason why the Cavs are still in Cleveland. I guess you could say the only way Paul Pierce could be a GOAT is if he wrote the story himself. Yeah, and just try to spread it through the media and indoctrinate the people who actually watch ESPN, which yeah, not that mean, many anymore, actually. So Even MJ on the Game Zone said he was the GOAT. It'd be funny, just spite. It feels like something he, Michael Jordan would actually do. Just say, just actually say, put that out in a tweet or do that in an interview. Just to troll LeBron. It'd be great. It'd be great. I don't think I've ever seen uh, Jordan in the media lately. He doesn't go out in the media. It's kind of one of the things that's kind of mythologized him as much as it has because he doesn't come out much, and it's kind of one of the reasons why this was so popular. Hmm, I see. Okay, well, yeah, Game of Zones, it's pretty fun. Maybe I'll watch the a lot of the the other episodes. I've watched a few, like, every now and then, but yeah, lots, I'll catch up on the other ones. Lots of hidden Easter eggs, but I, I gotta tell you, you gotta think of during the year they made it, because they, they made it around the season uh, where the NBA was at, not, like, how it is now. I see. And if you are wondering, yes, I did see the Sun Kings. The Sun Kings won. Yes, that would make a, a great super team, I'd say. I wouldn't say it'd be a super team. That's a pretty damn good team. That's a that's a probably Team USA type team, actually. Mm. I, it's a, I mean, I love Devin Booker. We'll have to see. Well, no. What am I saying? Hey, you know... Maybe he doesn't like. I, I don't like doing this because like I I I know this is gonna happen when De'Aaron gets really good. Is that oh my god he'd be so much better on another team, and then I'm I'm gonna go like you shut your fucking mouth. He is not leaving Sacramento. <laughs> so I don't want to I don't want to do that do this too much. But you know I would love I would love if we could somehow get Devin Booker. I doubt he would want to be here. But... Uh, you never know. Maybe <laughs> people like Sacramento. The way I mean, a lot do. of people do. A lot of the players do because they like they say tell they say that the fans are you know good. Although this year I don't think they were, but like you know like a lot of people love the city here. Come here anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, the, you know the famous Chris Webber story, like about to cry when he got here, but ended up loving it here. Mm-hmm. It still comes back every now and then, which is shocking. Oh yeah, I wonder if Boogie comes back. That's going to be interesting. I, I, I want to see him back. Like, I don't want this to be a KG in the Minnesota situation where they can't, they, they're not going to retire his jersey. Uh, yeah. It's bad over there. Because, uh, like, you know, we did trade him, and pretty unceremoniously, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would love to have, have him come back. He is, just don't be in a, he's not in a prominent role on the court. Yep, not at the moment. But I, I would like to see him back on his feet, at least as a decent role player. Yeah, I, I, there, there's definitely a place for him as a kind of a, you know, a bruising, a bruising score. Yeah, I see. Well, uh, we're going to unfortunately end this on a bit pretty sad note. Uh, jumping over to wrestling, Shad Gaspard, uh, he was Shad in Crime Time. You know the big the big guy basically <laughs> yeah uh he unfortunately did uh pass away um well uh, technically about a week ago but basically he was at the beach with his son and a, a giant wave came 
uh, him, and, him and his son were in the water, but he told the lifeguards to go get his son first. And they did get, they did save his son. But unfortunately, another wave hit before the lifeguards could get back to Shad. And he was washed away. So far, uh, we, I don't think there's a confirmed report saying that, you know, they, that basically dead, but, or he, that the body has not, that the body has been found, but chances are if you're going to be missing in the ocean for this long it's not good mm -hmm. I, I i think they did uh, confirm it was him right oh they did yeah because uh, i'm seeing the news now uh, triple h uh, already you know <laughs> gave his regards um a lot of people gave his regards yeah from all the stories i hear he's a great guy yeah and like apparently there's a clip of him with MVP, like him crying when Kofi won the title. Oh. And yeah, it's just he he was a great he was a really nice guy, a real professional too. And he really wanted to make it in Hollywood, but he kind of got cut. I don't know what the word is, but like basically he was seen as you know a big, you know a big muscular guy, so he would only play like the muscle in in movies, like a bodyguard. Or and you know it's just again a great guy a very selfless guy you know always always put others before himself and you know his death you know really showed that he he wanted the lifeguards to save his son first and before saving him and unfortunately you know he died he really did die a hero here and yeah so rest in peace shad gaspard we will miss you Okay, and that's gonna basically conclude this episode. And uh, yeah, no, I don't know what we're gonna do next week. We'll think of something. Maybe rewatch a classic game. <laughs> Maybe like a, you know, uh, one game I actually kind of do want to watch. Although I'm, I'm not sure if you want to watch, but Clippers last year, like it was. I think we were basically like behind them in the standings, like by half a game. And ultimately, we we ended up losing that game. But it was it was basically the after that we kind of fell off a cliff in terms of like just like try like falling off the standings and falling out of the playoffs. Uh, I think I remember. Uh, we'll have to see if uh, we'll talk about that episode. Uh, yeah. So if I can find the game too, I couldn't find that game. What What are your plans for that? I mean, just kind of go over it, kind of play by play, like how we do with the game seven of uh. Oh two. Yeah, it'll be a lot different from that season than like what we have now, for sure. Yeah, I mean, let's. I I mean, like I I just want to see some basketball back, and yeah, just uh maybe if we just break down a random game even. Although we are sack Kings therapy, so I imagine we'll stick to Kings. But yeah, it's it's been an unusual few episodes with uh, Last Dance. Yeah, so hope you guys enjoy this one. Maybe we'll even do a synopsis. Well, we'll definitely squeeze some like overall views of the Last Dance. You know, we'll we'll decide over the week, and hopefully you guys will enjoy what we end up putting out. All right, well, this is us signing off, and we'll see you guys on the next one. See you guys later.